Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for being here, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello everyone, it's Jessica. Merry Christmas. Are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you enjoying this time of year? It is so magical and wonderful, and yes, there's a lot to do, but boy, is it a sweet time of year. This is episode 46, and you're going to notice that when the new year starts, I'm going to start renumbering the episodes to go back to reflect how many stinking episodes we've actually done here at the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. And I'm simply going to pick up from where I left off in the hundreds. So um, let me even see what my next episode number is going to be. So when you come back in January, this is the last one of 2019. When you come back in 2020, holy moly, there will be episode 286. 286. And we, while we've done well over 300 episodes, I want to just pick up from the numbering from the last time. Sorry, it's confusing. But I just, I'm proud of how many episodes I've done and I just feel like renumbering and going back to my roots. So hopefully you're fine with that. So come back in January for those episodes, but that's why you're going to see it suddenly jump to the hundred while this is episode 46. Make sense? Anyways, I had a guest lined up to air for this week, but then I had a really sweet lesson at church a couple weeks ago, um, I work with the teenage girls and we were talking about the mother Mary and Jesus gets a lot of attention at Christmas as he should. The Savior's birth is the most monumental thing to ever have occurred, obviously, in the history of the world. But that being said, there is so much love and so much empathy that I have for Mary as a mother myself. And um, so I want to talk about Mary as an extraordinary mom today. I'm really excited. The other thing that I'm excited about is that I'm going to make this a bit of a musical episode. Um, whenever I have sung in the past on episodes or whether I've sung on Insta stories or whatever, people like it. So thanks. I love singing. Um don't get me wrong, I don't think I'm the best singer in the whole world, but it is something that I have always done and loved and used to communicate my feelings, my joy, my hope. And especially when I'm singing songs, whether it's Christmas songs or religious music, I just feel so much my testimony just kind of bubbling out from the words that I that I sing. And there's nothing like worshiping my savior at this time of year and um so i'm going to include a few songs um a couple are solos and i'm going to weave it into my story um and talk about mary and then at the very end you guys you guys i've collaborated with some podcast guests some that you love and know who I found out randomly on the show, like they sing too. And sometimes you just have no idea the talents people have, right? And so they have put together with me a Christmas song, a form of virtual choir, if you will. And I'm so, so excited to share 
that with you. And I'll tell you who is singing um, when we get to that point. Okay, so stick around to the end for sure. So, Mary, what an extraordinary mother. She was a very young mother called to be the mother of the Son of God. Can you imagine? She was very young. And so in addition to becoming immaculately, right? Yeah, immaculately pregnant with God's Son, she also had to face a lot of scrutiny, I'm sure, for that time because becoming pregnant at all when she was not officially married to Joseph and um, for the age she was and things like that, she went into hiding for many of those months and she had to be terribly terrified and, and humiliated at times as people probably shunned her for becoming pregnant and definitely as most of them were not visited by an angel saying, don't worry, it's the son of God. You you have what you need to, to endure this trial. God is with you. These other people just had their own life experiences that they were operating, at, operating out of, right? And so I just imagine the loneliness. If you're listening and you're a mother and you became pregnant when and how you wanted to, there's so much joy. It's such a blessing. It is something that you hope and you pray for. And then when it happens, it's just the ultimate gift. But for Mary, she did not get pregnant in those circumstances. So A, being visited by an angel and saying you're going to become pregnant the non-traditional way. (laughs) And trust me, and not only are you going to have a baby, but you're going to give birth to the son of God and you're going to raise him and you're going to call him Emmanuel and you know, all these things that had to be a lot. And this is all before they had the scriptures to rely on and social media to hear other people's testimonies. (laughs) You know what I mean? The people of that time, their faith must've looked so different. They had been prophesied hearing stories of the prophecy of the Savior for years and years and years, hundreds of years, thousands even, but that had yet to come true. And so I'm sure there was plenty of doubt surrounding, is this actually going to happen? Is there actually going to be a Savior born? And what is it actually going to look like and mean? And certainly people probably would not have expected the Savior of the world to come into the world as he did in a lowly manger to be brought up in not royalty, you know? I mean, God could have put him into any family, but he was not born into any extra privilege. He did not have it easier than any one of us. And Mary was a handmaiden, and she and Joseph definitely did not have very much means at all. And so he was born into very humble circumstances. And I'm sure... As any mother does, Mary probably wanted the very best for him and wanted better for him even. Um, And so I just, I think back to the time of Mary's pregnancy and the, the thoughts that must have been going through her head. So many times we get a diagnosis in utero or we find out something about our children where we feel like, are we equipped to parent this child? Right? So many of us have been there. 
And you're no different than Mary. Do you think she doubted being equipped to mother the Son of God? I bet you bucks she did. (laughs) Who, me? Right? She probably thought that. One of my very favorite Christmas songs is a song called Breath of Heaven. Breath of Heaven is a song that I sang um, many, many times in church growing up. It is a beautiful song from Mary's perspective about the uncertainty about what she's going to face as the mother of the Son of God. And so if you haven't heard it, enjoy. If you have heard it, I want you to listen carefully to the words and put yourself in her shoes as a mother yourself. This is Breath of Heaven. the 
breath of heaven, breath of heaven, light in my darkness, pour over me your holiness, for you are holy. So Mary was incredibly brave and pregnancy is so, so hard, especially during those times where they did not have any form of modern medicine to help ease a mother's pain or even the knowledge and prenatal care and just the assurance that things were growing correctly and everything like that. I can't imagine the overwhelm. And then she has to give birth in a stable. I don't know about you, but I went in to the hospital no less than three times before anyone actually admitted me for all my pregnancies. (laughs) Whether it was I thought I was in labor or I wished I was in labor or I was having contractions that I thought this is it and they said come back when it hurts more. (laughs) Has anybody heard that before? That's so annoying. That's so annoying, right? It does hurt. Just admit me, please. And I picture her walking through the streets with Joseph. And I picture her being rejected from house to house to inn to inn. And she finally lands in a stable. And I think we underestimate the trauma of of giving birth in such a setting. It's her first baby with no medical attention. I don't know much about Joseph, but husband's vary when it comes to being supportive during birth no doula no medicine and she birthed the christ child i was watching on insta stories the other day um one of my past guests caitlin Connolly, an incredible artist if you don't already follow her you should she does the most beautiful work celebrating women especially and really emoting through her images And she was talking about how she was looking for a nativity and none of them really lived up to her expectations because they didn't really portray the true emotion and the realness that existed at that time. And it always shows Mary, you know, so calm and serene and put together and peaceful. I bet it was anything but. And so she did a cool thing where she's, solicited pictures from other people she wanted people to share images that she thought really accurately portrayed the emotion of Mary and of the Christ's birth and some of the images she shared were just so beautiful but I never really stopped to think about 
what that time would have been like for her. And yes, like part of the prophecy had come true. She had had the baby immaculately. She delivered the baby. A star appeared in the sky. So like everything, you know, was starting to come together. All the promises she'd been told, everything was starting to come true. So I'm sure she felt strongly the spirit testifying this this is true. You're on the right path. Keep going. Keep doing this. You are not alone. But even when we have that feeling, it can still be very, very challenging. So I hate to interrupt this episode. I really, really, really do. But the reason I'm able to do these podcasts and the reason I'm able to have this free content out here for you is because of show sponsors. And I want to thank today's show sponsor. We just have one. That is Highlands. Did you know that one of the top 10 causes of ear pain is sinus infections? And cold and flu are a major contributor to sinus infections and ear pain. So don't let the ear pain ruin your winter fun. Don't stay holed up inside over winter break. If you have ear pain, I want you to check out Highlands. After you've been diagnosed with an earache by a physician, reach for Highlands Eardrops. Highlands Earache Drops have natural active ingredients for earache pain relief due to cold and flu and allergies. Highlands Homeopathic has been trusted for generations to provide safe homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. And the thing I really love about it is there's no alcohol or sting, so you can get back to what you're doing and your kids won't mind it either. So go to highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S dot com backslash ear hyphen pain. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. Read and follow label directions. I hope you stay healthy this holiday season, but if you have any ear pain at all, you can trust Highlands. All right, back to Mary. So she had her baby and like I said, she's likely struggling with all the new mom stuff. Who knows if she had postpartum depression? Who knows if she had any other mother speaking into her life, supporting her? We know how important community is. But she also had to feel a little bit different because she knew that her child was called to this earth for a different purpose. And I wonder what she thought of that. I wonder how she treated him when as a toddler he misbehaved. I wonder if he tested her buttons like my three-year-old. I wonder... I mean, we know that he lived a perfect life and he was so different than any other human that has ever walked this earth. But kids are kids, right? I don't know. It makes you wonder. We don't have that much information about that. But I do know that as mothers, we just, we want the best for our kids. And when we look at them, we see not only who they are, but what they can become. And I don't know if you've seen the movie The Preacher's Wife with Whitney Houston. Ooh, good movie. Um, Whitney sings a beautiful, beautiful song called Who Would Imagine a King? Now, this song is a very, very special song to my heart. One of my dear friends growing up, Whitney, she was diagnosed at age 11 with a brain tumor. And... Um, Just over a year after her diagnosis and after months and months of struggling and treatments, she did pass away. She was a very, very talented young girl and she had a bright, bright future. One of the songs that she sang in her church 
was Who Would Imagine a King? They had a recording of that um, performance that she did at church, and they played it at her funeral. And ever since then, I can't listen to this song without thinking of my dear friend Whitney, who had an incredible, incredible faith. And this song speaks into the questions we have as mothers, what we think is possible for our kids, what we think they're going to become. And even when we think we know what's possible for our kids, they can be even more than that. And it's a song all about that. So I would like to sing for you now, Who Would Imagine a King? just love that song so, so much. 
you know that I love Ralphie Jacobs so much. <laughs> she is one of my very favorite parenting experts and mentors and somebody I just look up to so much. And I believe so wholeheartedly. And she has been a major player in teaching me this. That we see more of what we look for in our kids. I forget the percentage, but something like 80 or 90% of positive behavior goes unrecognized, right? I'm totally guilty of this. If my kids are playing well together, I just kind of step back and let it unfold. I don't really insert myself to acknowledge, I love how you're playing. You're being so kind to each other. Look how you're sharing. I don't really do that because I don't want to end it, right? I'm, I'm worried about that. But yet, as soon as a squabble ensues, I'm very quick to jump in. So we're acknowledging so much more of the negative behavior. And in turn, kids are going to do whatever they're getting attention for. So the more positive things that we can acknowledge and praise, the more they're going to do that. And the more they know the only way to get attention is to act out and act up, they're going to do that. So we need to encourage more of the behavior we want to see by recognizing it and praising it and loving it and lavishing our kids with appreciation and excitement, right? She just had an audio course come out, which I am loving so, so much. And if you haven't already picked it up, you definitely 100% should go to at Simply On Purpose on Instagram. Everything's linked over there. And I bring up feeling inadequate and feeling like you don't know what you're doing Because I'm sure Mary had many of those same sentiments, especially as Jesus grew older and was living a sinless life and was doing all these extraordinary things and healing and loving and serving. I'm sure she felt very humbled to be his mother. But I also bet you bucks she was becoming more Christ-like herself as she was watching him and modeling her own behavior after him. What a lucky woman to have that front row seat to the life of the Savior. And as imperfect as we all are as mothers, we only are called to do our best. And sometimes our best is messing up and repairing, right? And asking for forgiveness. And sometimes our best is knocking it out of the park and doing a great job. (laughs) But no matter whether your best is learning from a mistake or executing in a way that you're genuinely proud of. Mary had to go through those same things as well. And just as Mary was called to be a mother to Jesus, who happened to be the savior of the whole world. Big calling. (laughs) None of us have been called to that. But we have been called to our children We have been called and entrusted with these kids who are counting on us to show up for them, to love them, to support them, to help foster what is God-given within them, to be incredible, to contribute, and to surpass even our own wildest expectations. So Mary had the honor of raising Jesus and she didn't know how this whole thing was going to end. She had no idea that in his early 30s, he would be gone from her. He would die. And for some people that are listening right now, you have experienced a loss that you never imagined. 
and my heart breaks for you. And I think we underestimate the heartbreak Mary would have felt because while the whole world mourned the loss and crucifixion of the Savior, imagine being his mom. She was just a mother. So in addition to the confusion that comes from your Savior being crucified in front of you and wondering what's going to happen next, you also are losing the son that you've raised for 30 some odd years, right? And I can't imagine witnessing what she witnessed, the persecution she witnessed towards her son, the graphic nature in which he suffered. And when he died, she didn't know what was going to happen three days later. She had no idea. I have such love and such compassion for Mary enduring such a trial as losing her child. But I have no doubt that every step of the way she was equipped to handle what she needed to handle. And she was, I'm sure, prayerful at every turn that she would be guided to know what the next right thing is. Right? And she would be guided to have peace and she would be guided to have perspective on this truly traumatic event. And so as I think about Mary, I think of her as an extraordinary mom. And I think there's so much we can learn from her. So while I am so excited to be celebrating the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, who I know and believe is all of our saviors and who can change our life dramatically. I also want to remember Mary and her sweet and tender role at this time of year. And I want to acknowledge her as an extraordinary mom. And if ever you doubt that you are equipped to handle anything with your kids, I want you to remember Mary and what she might have thought about being called to be the mother of the Son of God. And while none of us have been asked to step up to that calling in particular, we all have been called to be extraordinary moms to our kids who are in our home. And even when you feel like you're not enough, even when you feel like you don't know what to do, even when you feel like you're doing a bad job, please don't give up. Believe in yourself. Believe that tomorrow can be better. Believe that there are resources out there to support you. Believe that when you turn to him, you will be 100% enough for your kids. And when in doubt, love them. Love them. So during this Christmas season, I urge you to remember Mary and celebrate her as the precious mother of Jesus. I think about people in my real life or people I follow online or things that are mothers to incredible children. I think all kids are incredible, really. But I think of extraordinary shining lights. I think of Indy Lou, Tara Jones's sweet daughter who just went through a bone marrow transplant and is still in the hospital hoping, 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 praying to go home very soon. Indy's three. Indy's three. She has has Down syndrome. She has had cancer two times now, endured a bone marrow transplant, numerous other treatments. 
this girl's light cannot be dimmed. It just simply can't. And when I think of Tara being entrusted to Mother Indy, that's a pretty high calling. And I see Tara magnifying her daughter's light every single day as she shares Indy with the world. And even if she wasn't sharing Indy with the world, we have such influence on over every person that we come in contact with. It can be the smallest interaction, but from smiling at people and making eye contact to complimenting somebody to contributing and volunteering at an organization or at school, whether it's asking your friend if you can watch their kids so they can have a couple free hours to themselves, whether it is enduring cancer with grace and faith and grit and appreciation for life, like Whitley or like Kim or like Whippy. We have all been called to something great. And even though you were not called to be the Savior's mother, as Mary was, we all have the same extraordinary capability within us to contribute. And so if you ever wonder what your purpose is and you feel like, am I doing enough? Pouring into your kids and into the next generation and then continuing the ripple effect that will extend out from them and their greatness to their kids and their peers. And it just the ripple keeps growing. So while Mary had the very important role of being the mother of the Savior, a role that none of us have been called to, (laughs) we all have important callings in life. And so your footprint will not only be the things that you physically contribute and add to this world and the things that you do, but it is the extension of what you're modeling for and pouring into your kids And the ripple effect they will have. And then their kids and their kids and their kids. That's why motherhood and parenthood is such a divine calling. Because the impact you can have is absolutely limitless. So if you are struggling with your motherhood identity right now, or you're in a place in life where you are struggling to know what you're supposed to do with your life, or what's my purpose, or am I doing enough, things like that. I get it. I get it. I have been there. But I want you to remember Mary, who probably never could have guessed when she was a young teenager that not too long in the future, she would have a baby that would change the world. And so as you seek to contribute in this world with your own two hands, I also want you to recognize with gratitude the ability that we all have to pour into our kids in a way where their contributions will lead to ripples that you could have never anticipated, right? So don't worry about doing all the big stuff. Don't worry about having a flashy legacy. Mary never did. She simply answered God's call to be a loving mother to the man who would change everything. And you are called to love your kids, to show up for them, and to simply do your best. I know that was kind of long, longer than anticipated, but I just felt really 
fired up that I wanted to share this message and I hope you enjoyed it and it can impact your holidays in some way. So I said I had a surprise and it's true. I put together a virtual choir with a few of my favorite podcast guests and some are actually podcast hosts as well. So I'm so grateful for them helping me to put together this version of Silent Night. So how we did it was I sent them over a version of Silent Night and wanted them to record and said, sing whatever part you usually sing, send me the voice track, and then I will overlay them. And I'm so excited with how it came out. So I hope you enjoy this version of Silent Night by myself, Monica Packer of About Progress, Rachel Nielsen from 3 and 30, Georgia Anderson from Know How Mom Tips, Whitney Archibald from How She Moms, who's coming on in January for an episode. So I hope you enjoy our version of Silent Night.
what'd you think? I have some pretty talented guests, don't I? (laughs) I'm so grateful to all of them for taking the time in this busy Christmas season to record last minute and help me to put that together. I think I need to do more of these in the future. Should we cover a song every month? Maybe every quarter. Maybe we'll start with that. Maybe we'll ask you guys to participate. That would be super fun too. So anyhow, I want you to enjoy this Christmas season. I know there are probably some of you listening who are struggling right now. And I want to send you all of my love. And I hope this episode about Mary, whether you are a person of faith or not, that her example to you can be one of being chosen as a mother, being equipped as a mother. And I hope that you can believe in yourself a little bit more to realize that you are so, so capable. And while we're never going to do this job perfectly, as we are leading with love and as we are doing our best and as our, we are relying upon a higher power to see us through every day and give us the answers that we need and the perspective we need, we're all going to be okay. And if you're struggling with your identity about am I doing enough, what's my purpose, things like that, I want you to think of Mary's calling as a vessel and as a caretaker to the Savior. And I want you to realize how important it is to not only use your gifts to benefit your own life and to leave your own legacy, but also to pour into your children whose lives will also have a ripple effect on and on and on. Isn't that so exciting? So I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas from the Extraordinary Moms podcast and the Dahlquist family. And I hope that you have a very special holiday season. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I want to just leave you with one final Christmas song. So Merry, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you in 2020. Toys and goodies